Coast. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two here on Wednesday morning. And uh, if you hear a little bit of background noise, uh, there's not much I can do about that. They're doing some work uh, over here. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but I think it's something that they're doing over uh, to the 99. There's a, a service over here that looks like it cleans out pipes and drains and they're over there working on the 99. So you might hear a little bit of that in the background. So, 508-996-0500. Let's go right back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. What's shaking, playboy? Hey, Lamone. What's going on? Uh, just living and loving. Can barely hear uh, you, Lamone. You, you got to speak up a little. Living, I'm just living and loving. There we go. But I was, I was thinking, um, remember I said, I, I think there might be a, a good guest for your show. Mm-hmm. Um, this young lady, I, I sent a shout out to her name, and Cassie from The Wicked World. She might be kind of good. She's, she does a lot of stories and stuff about, uh, about, uh, about, about dark. You know, like, like people that are cruel to children and things like that and all these other things like that. You know, how, how bad the world's coming to, you know, all, all the stories you hear in the news every uh, every other day, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, she gives it a little deep in-depth in kind of a uh, narrative that she has. So. And so so I think that maybe should be good for you to have as a guest in the morning. Yeah. He pretty much won in every battle, right? Kong's the only one that ever gave him a run for his money. Well, which Kong? You know, we remember the Japanese did him back in '53. It was like that Kong looked very like he was missing more than more than his share of chromosomes. And it's like, yeah, that Kong looked crazy. But I tell you, I think so. There was like they had that mechanic Godzilla that was kind of kind of put it on Kong uh, uh, Godzilla. But I one thing I like I would like to see. Son of Godzilla, you know, Kazuki, and uh, Son of Kong. Have you seen that movie, Son of Kong? Oh, the no, I don't think so. Well, I probably have at some point, yeah. In 1937, you would talk about a movie that a, 
that a touch is that a bring tears to your eyes that move right there that's if you go and just look at that movie and it's like uh it's really sad because it's like he goes you know he, he goes back there and says oh there's kong fun you know it's like hey maybe bring him back so they, they didn't feel they felt bad they killed his dad like it's a joke duh but it's the whole story where everything happened with skull island it was it was kind of so sad and about tears your eyes. I was a kid when I first saw that, and every time I watched it, it brought little tears in my eyes. Not as bad as like, uh, as like, um, uh, about tears in my eyes is like, um, imitation of life, the original one. Oh, yeah, that you want to talk about boo hooing. Oh, so like, um, I was also saying, there's, it, I was telling you back about how you, there's a good movie is to watch The Mean Street with, uh, with Lu- Lucille Ball and Henry Fonda. And if, and if you know, like, remember the, you remember from who Pink was from um, from the uh, from Pink Floyd the movie you know the, the show the uh, Brick in the Wall. Oh, I don't I don't yeah, remember it. I think I watched it once. Well, that, that's good. At least you watched it. But um, if it, if, well, he's about that. If you ever get a chance to watch that movie, oh, you want to? You know, we all love Lucy. I think everybody out here loves Lucy or likes her. And the ones that know her, all these junglings running around here, I can't say that all for sure. But you, when you see this movie, you like she's a. Real B, you'll call her the biggest B in this movie, and she is, and she's oh the worst B in the world. And I don't mean queen B, I mean worst, you know, B. And if you see that movie, you'll at the end of the movie you'll be crying, you'll laugh through the movie, but you'll cry. Hmm. And it's like I think that everybody, everybody deserves should have a good cry every like three or every three or four months a year. A good cry. If you can get it more more than like maybe once a month, that'd even be better. But a good cry. Always good for your complexion, and it's also even better. it's also good for your soul. Well, and I think I, I mean some people might be crying right now, Lamone, but yes. I, I I gotta so so I'm um, just to, to shift this back to to the to the monster movie. So I'm assuming that you're a big fan of the kaiju genre, that you like those those monster I mean, movies. Yes, I do. What's your favorite? What's I, your favorite of the kaiju films? Uh, well, you come up uh, if you talk kaiju all kaiju. You think about it. There's all full of kaiju from back in the day. I'm thinking, I've got, I've got to say, uh, I'm going to say Godzilla Monstrile. That's that's my favorite one. We put Godzuki, we one of those old. Oh, that was off the chain, and it's like, and that makes everybody say, oh, if he could be a, if he grows to be a good monster like his dad, I could grow to be a good monster like my dad, you know, whatever the case is. So it's just showing that he that he's still he, he's not only being the king of monsters, but he's yet he's able to be the. He's a he's a man of the house and take care of his little kid, you know. And then how that went to, that, by far, I think that's my favorite one of the, the kaiju. But now, you, are you talking about the newer one? I'm just talking the about the whole one? genre. I mean, I remember, you know, as a kid, and we had we had a TV series out here, uh, a, a TV feature on one of our creature local feature? UHF state creature double feature. Yep. And our our local creature double feature started because they only had the rights to those kaiju films. They didn't have any other horror movies to be able to run. Those all went to another network, so they took all the monster movies, all the Godzilla packages, and they turned it into creature double feature. And it lasted for quite a while, and of course it it set the tone for a lot of nerdy monster kids like myself and... Now everywhere I go in my creature double feature t-shirt, people bring it up to me. Oh, I used to watch that every Saturday. You still you still kind of feel like you ought to turn it on Saturday night at was it at eight o'clock? See, ours ours was on Saturday afternoon. Well, I guess originally it launched at night, but then they moved it to Saturday afternoons. So you would turn it on. I think it was like on uh, at noontime or one o'clock. It was like right after wrestling. 
there's a thing on like a, on like a cable, not cable, but like a uh, over the air. It's like one of those. It's like the movies channel, mm-hmm. and it's got popcorn movies on Saturdays. They show those movies on Saturdays. Yeah, I'd love to bring that back. Well, I, I got to hold you there, Lamone, but uh, thank you for the call. Okay. And you have All a good right, day. God bless everybody out there. It's out of trouble, and I'll hope you guys win tonight, you know, the Celtics. And, um, you know, and that'll be good. That'll be good to see in that. All right. And hopefully, uh, our, James Harden gets, oh, he's not even with you guys anymore. I'm tripping. Woo-hoo. Okay. All right. Thanks. And so, uh, one more thing. Don't get rid of Bill Belichick. That's the best thing no, you guys they just, have. No, they just signed him to a new contract. He's not going anywhere. Well, well that's good. They, they uh, Ian Rappaport announced on Sunday that he had just signed a new multi-year deal. So, and, and how could everybody? Because it's not him. He's not playing out on the field. It's not him. He's not going. Well, not, but you know, it starts. It starts with the coaching. So that's where the blame's going to lay first. But we'll see. But yeah, but the coach. That's the coach. Yeah, like I said, you've seen how they how they dogged the how they dogged uh, Tom Landry. You know, Tom Landry didn't even know he was fired. He had to find out over the radio. Like I said, I had lost all kind of respect for Jerry Jones for doing that. Like I said, Tom Landry was 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 the epitome of, of a real coach of Dallas Cowboys, and like I said, and he and he was a, a respectable man. You never heard anything bad about him. Like I said, but yet he they got rid of him like that without even as much saying, "Hey, Tom, or I'm not going to keep you anymore." Here's your severance package. They just got rid of him. Well, I hate that's, to get I hate I, to get rid of you over the radio, Lamone, but I I gotta I gotta go. <laughs> well, I'll try to call you Friday, possibly. All right, and, we'll uh, be here. We'll see what's going on. Are you uh, giving candy away? What kind of candy are you giving? Nah, away? nah. Nobody comes to my house anymore. I'll just be staying home watching movies. What kind of movies are you gonna watch? I'm oh, gonna, gonna watch, I'm your, gonna watch, watch Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, 4K. Yeah. Are, you, are you gonna have your? Are you gonna have uh, anybody else come over to visit for that? No, no, no. I, I I keep to myself. Nobody come. Nobody's been into my place in years. That's good. I, I know how that is sometimes. It's my fortress. Are you gonna fortress see, of solitude. Are you gonna look through the folks? You're gonna, you know. Now nah, they work. They work. They work at night. So by the time I get home, they're already getting ready to go to work. So I would like to hear a little bit more about your parents. You know, I think we all would. They, to bring such a great man like you, you know, raise you up right. You no, know, I'd like to hear their. I'd like to hear their don't point of view, don't you know? blame them for me. It's not their fault. No, I'm, I'm complimenting <laughs> them on, on you. All right. And so that would be good. What compliment? I, Let I, me hear their. I appreciate <laughs> it. I, I gotta go though, Lamone. You have a great day. Right. Take bless, it easy. God bless everybody out there listening. Thank All you, right. Player. You as well. There, that is Lamone in Las Vegas. Uh, the very um, stream of consciousness morning check in with Lamone from Las Vegas. Room for you at 508 996 0500. We can uh, we can discuss, I, I guess, whatever was there to, to pull apart and unpack. But yeah, I mean, this is the time of year that people want to sit around and watch horror movies and monster movies. And you think back to things like Creature Double Feature. And it's uh, it's interesting when you dive into the history of it and you realize, like, the reason that that show existed was because Channel 56 lost out on getting the Universal Monster movies. They missed out on getting the Hammer films, although I think they eventually ended up with the Hammer films and worked some of those in a creature double feature, because I'm pretty sure that's where I saw them when I was growing up. But they just had the, the Kaiju films, the, the Japanese monster films, the Godzilla package, as, as TV networks called it. And they were like, well, what are we doing with this? Oh, we'll use that creature double feature format. We'll run two of these movies a day. And I don't know if it's accurate, but I thought I had heard that they the reason why they were running two when they did a double feature was because they were trying to burn through how many times they had to run them so they could be done with the package. And then it turned out to be a big success. 
Now, it eventually didn't last. What did they change? What was it? Uh, Kung Fu Theater or Martial Arts Theater that they replaced it with? And that didn't last very long either. But, yeah, I have a Creature Double Feature shirt that I, I bought off the internet with the Channel 56 old logo and everything. And everywhere I go, people talk to me about it. And they're like, oh, I was a huge Creature Double Feature fan. And I always say, well, if you... I'm going to give you the answer to this question I ask people right now. But if you're such a Creature Double Feature fan, let me ask you, what's wrong with my shirt? And then people will look at it and they'll think and they'll think and they'll say, I don't know. I say it's the Channel 56 Creature Double Feature logo, but the image is of Karloff as Frankenstein. 56 didn't have the, the universal package. That was uh, 38. 38 had the Universal films. And then people look at me and they say, wow, you really are a nerd, aren't you? No, no, no. they don't say that. 508-996-0500. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. <laughs> on Mechagodzilla, King Kong, and Mothra in Destroy All Monsters. I don't know if that's actually the plot of that film, but that is Takata, though, the Emerson, Lake, and Palmer version of Takata. That was the theme to Creature Double Feature, and that was my horrible impression of Tom Evans, the longtime WLVI booth announcer who was the person who introduced all of those movies on Creature Double Feature. Uh, I actually... His, his real name, by the way, Neil McNevin. Tom Evans was just his stage name. But I always, I wanted to be Tom Evans when I grew up. When I was a kid, that's what I thought my job was going to be. I wanted to work at Channel 56 as the booth announcer. My uncle, who passed away when I was very young, he worked at 56. He actually was a radio host out in Ohio uh, when he got out of college. And when he was in college, too, he had a very popular show over there. And... He came back to Boston and he went to work at WLVI and I don't know, I just always kind of felt connected there and I said, well, someday I want to be that booth announcer. I want to be the guy that says, coming up on Three's Company, Jack and Chrissy get into trouble when Janet comes home too early. But um, my reason for wanting to do it was not only because I was like, oh, I get to tell everybody about what's coming up on TV. What a great job that is. But also because I thought that that person, you know, knew everything and they got to see all the shows first. It's like, oh, I'll get to watch TV before anybody else. But that I, I wanted to do that so badly and they pretty much eliminated that job. <laughs> Not long after I was a kid and I realized what that job was. We're like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. We don't need that. We don't need somebody standing there at the station waiting around for copy to read. No. It's all pre-recorded and 
all that stuff. So, yeah, those days were over. But so were Creature Double Features days. Hugely popular from like 1975 to 1980. But then once the home VHS market came into play, you know, people just didn't watch Saturday afternoon movies anymore. They realized, hey, I can watch that movie anytime I want. And I can go out and do stuff on a Saturday afternoon. But I remember, you know, being a kid, living in Randolph at the time and watching it with my dad and every Saturday, my sisters would go to dancing school and he'd say to me, well, do you want to, do you want to go to like the Blue Hills and go hiking or do you want to stay home and watch Creature Double Feature? And that, oh man, what a tough choice. Oh, if the weather was nice enough, the Blue Hills would usually win. But if it was even just slightly overcast or anything, I'd be like, ah, oh, it looks like a Creature Double Feature Day. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. And, of course, there were all those other great horror hosts uh, that were on television back in those days. No matter where you lived, everybody had some sort of horror host show or some sort of monster movie show. And there's a, a couple of different documentaries that have been put out in recent years about those horror hosts that are worth checking out. One of them is on Amazon, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it features very prominently our own Penny Dreadful, who is our local New Bedford-based horror host. She uh, was, for a number of years, was producing episodes where she would introduce movies because so many of these movies, these horror movies of the time that we were growing up that weren't, you know, the the famous movies that weren't like the ones that people really like cared about all the time. So many of them fell into the public domain and now anybody can run them. So what happens is when they're in the public domain, there's no more licensing rights that you have to pay to, to run the movie. And if they're in the public domain, cable access stations can run them. And so we saw with the rise of that happening and, and, and basically it was the internet helping out with being able to share those movies and, and get them going. And I know, Ariel, I'm, I'm rambling on about horror movies here when you're waiting to do the news. But I'll, I'll, I'll put a pin on this and then I'll pick it up on the other side of the news. Because I will talk about this all morning. And, and so, are you a horror movie fan? Do you like horror movies at all? I do, to a certain extent. What do you mean? What's, 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 the, what's the line for you? Um, if it's way too, like, demonic, that's where I kind of step away. But I do love a good thriller. I do like the scary. I like I like that stuff. So if it's like the exorcism of whoever, you're probably not watching that movie. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good idea because most of them are horrible anyway. <laughs> but there are, some, there are some good horror films out there. We'll talk more about those as we get closer to Halloween. But right now, I will stop rambling on about horror movies and give you Ariel with the news. Israeli military forces ramped up bombing in southern Gaza overnight as world leaders call for a halt in fighting to allow aid to come into the besieged Palestinian enclave. The U.S. and Russia are leading international calls for a pause in fighting so aid can reach Palestinian civilians. Louisiana Representative Mike Johnson is the latest Republican nominee for Speaker of the House. On Tuesday night, Johnson became the fourth Republican to be nominated for the position since Kevin McCarthy was ousted earlier this month. Johnson still needs 217 of the 221 Republican votes to become Speaker. A floor vote is expected sometime this afternoon.
Another former Trump lawyer is pleading guilty in the Georgia election interference case. Jenna Ellis struck a plea deal with prosecutors on Tuesday. Court documents show the former Trump campaign lawyer pleaded guilty to one count of aiding and abetting false statements. Attorneys Sidney Powell and Kenneth Chesbro have also pleaded guilty. Federal officials are investigating after two private planes collided on a Texas Texas runway. The Federal Aviation Administration says a twin-engine plane was departing Hobby Airport in Houston without permission on Tuesday when it ran into a twin-engine Cessna that was landing. No injuries were reported. The manhunt is over for a suspect accused of shooting and injuring two Tennessee police officers. Police say John Drake Jr. stole a vehicle at gunpoint last night, crashed it, and then hid in a shed behind a home where a gunshot shot. A gunshot was later heard. Drake Jr., the estranged son of Metro Nashville Police Chief John Drake, was found dead of an apparent self-afflicted gunshot wound. The first big winter storm of the season is taking aim at the Rockies and Plains this week. Snow will move from the Rockies into North Dakota today, reaching Minnesota by Friday. Snowfall totals could be light with the exception of higher mountain elevations and northern latitudes. In sports, the Celtics tip off the 2023-24 NBA regular season tonight and will be visiting the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. The team will be relying heavily on two of their newest acquisitions as Kristaps Porzingis and Drew Holiday make their Celtics debut. The Patriots are moving on from a pair of players. New England has released quarterback Malik Cunningham and defensive lineman Trey Flowers. Cunningham originally signed with the Pats as an undrafted free agent out of Louisville before joining the practice squad. He had signed a three-year contract with the team less than two weeks ago. The Patriots will visit the Miami Dolphins this week. And the Bruins have matched their best start to a season in franchise history. Boston improved after shutting out the Blackhawks 3-0 in Chicago. Pavel, Zaka opened the scoring with only with the only goal in the second period. Matt Portress and Trent Frederick each found the back of the net in the third. And Jeremy Swayman stopped all 23 shots he saw between the pipes. Tomorrow night, the Bruins will be playing the Anaheim Ducks at TD Garden. Now let's take a look at your local forecast. Wednesday morning skies are looking sunny and then will become partly sunny as the day continues. Temperatures today are not as cool with highs in the lower 70s and could also experience some winds throughout the day. As we head into tonight, skies will mostly be cloudy with lows in the upper 50s. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. I will always be around 
you've got nothing to do on Sunday, right? You've got a lot of stuff going on. That's why if you're out running around, doing things with the family or running errands, and the Patriots are on, you're probably tuning into WBSM and catching the game on the radio, right? This coming Sunday, the New England Patriots visit the Miami Dolphins, and we will have all the action right here for you on WBSM. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. That means that pregame starts at 10 a.m. And as always, the New England Patriots on WBSM are brought to you by Shooting Supply, Primacare, and D&J Enterprises. And we were talking about uh, Creature Double Feature, and I was talking about some of these horror films uh, that used to be able to watch on TV. And I mentioned everybody had a horror host. And part of the reason that these horror hosts came about was because in the early days of television, they Universal had the their monster package, their, their universal horror films, Dracula, Frankenstein, uh, so the mummies, you know, some of these movies, Wolfman. And what they did is they put them together in a syndication package for TV networks to be able to purchase. And so many of these networks that purchased them would run them at night. They'd say, well, these are good for running, you know, after the 11 o'clock news. And, then you started to see the rise of horror hosts. You had Vampira out in L.A., who was portrayed by the amazing Mayla Nermi. Myla Nermi, rather. My, and, and I've gotten to be friends with her niece and found out more about her life. It is fascinating. Like, who she was beyond Vampira. And then, of course, you had so many others. And there's, as I said, there's documentaries about them. And you can kind of see some of them. Some of them are still around or, you know, there's still video of them around. And when you look at some of those hosts, you realize just how much that influenced so much of how we watch horror movies and how their influence. Of course, there was Zachary out there in New York. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't have people like Joe Bob Briggs today if it wasn't for some of these other folks. Because, you know, it was Sir Graves Gasly. It was, who else were some of the, the early ones? Uh, Count Gore Duvall. I mean, there's so many of these who have been around for a long time or have brought this, this back and turned it into a thing like our own Penny Dreadful. And then, of course, you had Cassandra Peterson coming out with the Elvira character, which is... That's a, a, a point of uh, contention with the vampire folks because apparently the producer of Vampire, the person who owned the rights of Vampire, had come up with this idea of having her come and pass the torch to Elvira. And then they ended up just basically ripping off the character and cutting Melanermi out of it completely. But, I mean, look at Rich Cause today, still keeping Sven Gulli alive. You had uh, Goulardi. which was probably my favorite of the horror hosts from what I've seen. He, so Goulardi was the guy that was hosting the horror films in Cleveland, Ohio, and he was played by the great Ernie Anderson, who later became the voice of ABC. So if you watched ABC in the 80s and you heard that, that deep voice that would introduce all the shows, he was their booth announcer, and he also did movies, and he did, uh, you know, and you'd hear like the ABC movie of the week and all that. That was Ernie Anderson. And he played Goulardi. And if you ever watch some of the old clips, they are really, really funny. I mean, they just went for it. This was the time when the hippie culture was very popular. So he became the hippie horror host. 
And uh, yeah, you can see clips of all of this stuff on, on YouTube. But here in Boston, I got a message from Dave. And Dave says, I seem to remember Boston Channel 5 showing the Universal Horror Movies. Love the plane circling the globe. That's always my favorite movie intro, too. At 11.30 on Friday or Saturday night back in the early 70s. And that's what would happen is those packages would become available. And then the stations would bid on it. And then it would go to another station for a couple of years. And then somebody else would get it. And that way there, it never really became stale programming on any one particular network. I learned all of this stuff by watching Ask the Manager on TV 38 every weekend. Because I was the geeky kid that wanted to know about how the TV stations work behind the scenes. So every weekend, that was appointment viewing for me. I'd watch the Three Stooges, and then I'd watch Ask the Manager. Or Ask the Manager and the Three Stooges. I forget what order it went in. But, uh, yeah, that was that was uh, my education as a child. Now I can pass it all on to you because it's all in my head, and i got to let it out somehow. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Um, you know, talking about horror movies. I'm a, I love horror movies, even as a senior citizen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew up, believe it or not, my dad, my dad um, is the one that got me into that. He, um, I remember being a kid, you know, we talk about um, trying to shield kids from certain things when they're small, but, you know, I think in the long run, sometimes it's good not to shield them because then they, they, you know, grow up to be adults to like certain things that when you shield them, you know, they don't have um, the opportunity or the choice to decide whether or not they want to, you know, like something like that, the, uh, mm -hmm. the horror movies. But I'm more of a exorcist type of movie watcher than I am of the, uh, I forget what his name is, the Jason with the... Uh, oh, with uh, Jason the Voorhees? Yeah, the, the Friday right. the Friday the Thirteenth films, like slasher films. Yeah, I right. I don't really love slasher films. Like, of course, I like Jason. I like Freddy. I'll watch those movies, but I, that's not to me. That's not horror. Like to me, horror is a psychological thing. Like you're talking about with The Exorcist, where it you right. know it gets right. under your skin and it and it and it right. it's something you think about when you're trying to fall asleep that night. Right. Well, and um, I don't know. I just think um, I'm not saying um, they're they look. You know, like they're more real, but I just think the um, the Jason movies are a little bit more far fetched. I'm not saying that the like The Exorcist maybe isn't, but you know, maybe you can, in in real life, if you really think about it, um, you can see certain things in The Exorcist that make you think, well, yeah, you know, that maybe that could happen really in life. Do we know if it does or if it doesn't? Um, you know, people being possessed. Um, you know, well, the evilness. The the yeah, Exorcist you know, works I, as a as a great allegory beyond you know the the beyond what the story is about and some people yeah some people do worry about demonic possession but oh, if you look at it as an allegory here you have the evil of the world affecting this single mother's child and there's nothing mm -hmm. she can do about it she is helpless against whatever evil is influencing right. her child and harming her child and I think that's something that every parent is afraid of well. You know, Kim, to be honest with you, um, and I know, you know, I don't have a lot of time to talk, but if you really think about it, I think we all, at some point in our lives, I'm not saying getting to that point that that woman, as far as evilness, but, you know, all of us at some point in our lives, we go through something that sometimes will make you wonder, um, 
you know, is there something strange going on with me in my mind? Um, like some sort of like, you know, demon trying to take over my mind. Um, you know, anybody listening to me may think, oh, this lady's nuts, but I think you may know where I'm coming from with that conversation without having time, without having time to elaborate on it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more, I just think like something like the exorcist type of movies is something more that I can, you know, I'm not saying personally relate to, but kind of relate to, um, as far as the understanding of it. But anyway, that, you know, I, yeah, I, uh, my dad, God rest his soul, he's the one that got me to horror movies when I was a, a little kid. So, anyway, um, you have a good day, okay? You as well. And, uh, yeah, my dad got me into them too. And I think, uh, I think a lot of people's dads, uh, influence them into, into liking horror films when, you know, sometimes we're a little bit too young for it. Uh, caller, hang on. I just got to take a quick break. When we get, come back, we will get right to you. We'll be back in a few minutes. Let's go right back to the phones. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Oh, just hanging in. Anyway, um, in the old days, we had one family TV, right? So mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock would come on. <laughs> and then, um, let's see the other one, um, The Birds. Now, did when you say Alfred Hitchcock, do you, do you mean watching an Alfred Hitchcock movie or watching Alfred Hitchcock Presents, his TV show? TV show with the theme song, and then he'd yeah. walk into his uh, into the drawing of him. Yeah, yeah, and then um, oh the the birds, and then um, I didn't like The Exorcist really because I love God and Jesus, and I don't like the crucifix. I don't like seeing that. But um, what's the other one I was thinking of? Oh, my son. What that woman said is true. My son. He wanted to watch Freddy Krueger all the time, right, at the house, and I'd say no. And then what he would do is go to his friend's house and watch it anyway. So no matter what I said, they they find a, a way to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just the nature of kids. Yeah, boys especially. Mm-hmm. Boys, I think, like that kind of stuff more than girls would. Yeah, my parents never really restricted me in what I could watch. So, I mean, I watched it, but I didn't, like become obsessive about it i would just you know watch but i'd i'd kind of also be the the kid that if if they told me that i couldn't watch it i'd probably try to go over a friend's house and watch it too that would have been me did you go see the cow films uh it's not till uh february oh all right that's way off yeah still still got plenty of time when you do this meet and greet tim where are you gonna at what venue? So we're we're trying to solidify plans. So I don't want to say anything just yet until uh, until we you know, like reach all the agreements for it. But it'll be it'll be at a place in New Bedford that uh, with plenty of parking and and uh, it's a nice nice bar and restaurant with uh, with some meeting space downstairs. I'll just say that much. Okie dokie. All right, keep November twenty first open, and uh, and when, as soon as we can announce it, we will. Okay, have a good day. You as well. Bye. And uh, let's uh, let's squeeze in another one here before I got to take one final break in the hour. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, you were talking about Penny Dreadful. I used to watch that on uh, Dartmouth Cable. It used to come out every Friday night, mm-hmm. ten to twelve. And I, I I didn't watch it for the movies. I watched it uh, for the characters and the skits that they did. Oh, they were so good at it. Yeah, and I guess the the guy who played her sidekick, the Wolfman, there. He he actually died. He did. He passed away. That was her husband. That, oh, really? I yeah, didn't know that. That was uh, Danielle, who plays Penny Dreadful. That was her husband, Magoo. Yeah. And uh, and he, he passed away from cancer. 
And um, and she's still out there doing things. She hosts a, a, a podcast about dark shadows. And uh, she's very involved in the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe community. So when that reboot came out on Netflix, she was involved in that. She does a lot of very interesting things. She's at, she's at all the different horror conventions. And she's a wonderful person. Yeah, those, those skits they did during the movies were some of the best stuff I've seen in that genre. In that genre. You know, the uh, horror host... Uh, I, I, there were so many uh, when I was a kid growing up, uh, Sven Gulli and all these others uh, that came on on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Channel 38 had a Saturday afternoon one, which I can't remember. It used to come on about 12 o'clock. Uh, I can't even remember. I don't know. The, the scariest thing I remember from Channel 38 was Willie Whistle, the clown. <laughs> he used to whistle when he talked. Yeah. And you know my two favorite uh, movies in the uh, and I I don't know I don't know if you can classify it one of them as being a horror film but Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho mm -hmm. and uh, the original Halloween not any of the sequels the original movie 1979 John Carpenter's Halloween that is a suspenseful kind of movie yeah and I, I just think he did an excellent job with the cinematography and sort of like showing you little bits like. But not not revealing what it was what, what was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, and I think that that's that's what's what's uh, what what I like about horror is that psychological tension that builds to it because the the deliverable is never going to be as scary as the build to it. You know, that's it, right. It, it, that's right. I use a line in my, in some of my lectures where a psychologist once told me that the worst ghost you can imagine is always going to be scarier than the worst ghost you will actually encounter, and I think that that's kind of how it works with horror movies too. Yeah, that's why I didn't care for Friday the 13th, any of them, because they'd play this, mu this music, and you knew it was going to happen right away. Mm -hmm. As soon as you heard that sound, somebody's getting cut up. But, you know, the original Halloween, there were only two real violent scenes in the entire movie, and yet the movie kept you on edge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Horror films have become, you know, those those movies have become less about the the slashers have become less about the horror and more about a hero's tale of who who's going to survive it and how are they going to overcome the odds and then of course everybody gets all excited about what the different types of kills are. That's why a movie like Terrifier and Terrifier Two has become such cult classics is because we already know everybody's going to die. It's who's going to survive and how are they going to take them out that people are interested in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never been a big fan of the all-out slasher films. Uh, like, for, you know, then then don't watch Terrifier. <laughs> uh, those are those are over the top with their kills. I love them, but like they're the over Hammer the top. Films. Remember the Hammer films? Oh yeah, out of London. The I, I liked it because of the period costuming, and, and the uh, the fact that the women had spectacular cleavage in most of them. <laughs> one of my favorite films is uh, City of the Damned. Uh, that's a great one with uh, Christopher Lee. Yeah, if you've never I, seen I, that, I, I can't. I can't remember seeing that, but uh, I, I think that's what it's called. Them. Yeah, a lot of them. All right. Well, I gotta take a break here, but thank you for the call. And you're welcome. Bye. We'll call. We'll talk horror movies again sometime for sure. sure. All right. Gotta take a break. We will be right back.